To you it's just a game, for me it's all I know I make them remember my name before I have to go Losing, I can't fathom, that's a champion's passion Confidence never lacking, drop the beat, let's attack them They be checking for the content, you tired of that nonsense No gimmicks, break limits, quality is I promise This is more than a show, this is a way of life Cause the game as it grows, takes us to higher heights Check the stats before you check me And don't tell me who the greatest if you don't know the history Robert Ramon and Carlos the new big three and if the pins ain't from them don't bring them to me because i go off like a rocket launcher man i just ain't the beat i'm a real monster i can hear the crowd chanting mvp that's my mantra here's a standing on for the opinionated bench warmers Welcome to the Opinionated Benchwarmers podcast, episode 94. The Opinionated Benchwarmers are back for another edition of the podcast. We got Ramon in here as always. And Carlos, in his absence, we have another another special guest. He's not a guest anymore. I think, AD, this is your third time being on the podcast. So that just shows you how much respect we have for you and how much respect our listeners have for you. Uh, we brought you back on, man, to sit in. And Carlos' seat, shout out to him in his absence. Of course, we'll have him back very soon, but we are very excited to have you, man. What's up, AD? Man, I'm chilling, man. Appreciate y'all having me back. Shout out to Los as usual. You know, it seems like he never wants to be on the show with me, but it's all good. <laughs> he ducking the smoke, AD? <laughs> he, he I don't smoke. even know if he ducking the smoke or what it is. I feel like, you know, we good. We always make good trades and fantasy and everything, but, yeah. you know, I just can't get on the pod with him. Yeah, y'all do be rocking in the yeah. fantasy, bro. Y'all do trade with each other, I think, more than anybody else in the league or oh, something, bro. Yeah. No, yeah. no doubt. Everybody no got their favorite. Me and AD made a couple deals this, this yeah, year. This past yeah. Year. yeah. I, all I like AD. I like, real quick, I like fantasy AD because he's willing to work with you. It's it's a mutual respect. He's not trying to get over on you. You know, he really just want to break down the trade. He gives you reasoning behind why he can't do something, you know. Yeah, you know, it just seems like when you train right. with other people, it's always like they feel like you're trying to attack them just because I want this player. Look, I might our level of belief in a specific player may be a little different, and that's why it may seem like I'm trying to, you know, like whenever I try to trade with somebody, everybody think that I'm the, I'm for some reason I'm the predator. Like, I <laughs> want this player. Don't worry about why I want that player. I like him. You know. Yeah. What I'm yeah. And hey, man. and the main thing is, man, you you still trying to come up, you know, in the trade without totally getting over on somebody. You still trying to come up. So at the end of the day, like you know, you gonna negotiate back and forth till you find that middle ground. And uh, I think I'll be a little bit more in that headspace this year. Y'all know, last year my head was kind of in a different place, but I think <laughs> right. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be ready this year. So this definitely a shake back year for me. So y'all y'all be ready. Man, yeah, like, I know, man, you was out of it, but you still was competing, so I don't want to yeah. get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to say, man, like, that, there's there's a lot of love to go around, you hear me? So anybody that needs the love, come holler at me. Yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. We'll basically, basically definitely, you know, that that's one of the things AD been in our league for years. You know, that's my dog. I've been knowing him for quite some years now. You know, great sports man. We've had him on before. You're not family. You're not a guest no more, man. You opinionated bench almost family at this point, man. It's your third go around. Yeah. So we don't have no, we don't, you don't need no introductions, man. Tell them where they can find you on social media, man. 
man, like Young Dizzle 504. That's Y U N G D I Z Z L E. But yeah, that's on all platforms. So, you know, if, if you're looking for me, come holler at me. Hey, man, if you're having a bad day, if you're sad or going through something, please go to this man's Instagram. You will find something that'll make you laugh or smile. I don't know how many times I didn't screenshot it. This man's memes that he posts. If you're having a bad day, thank me later. Check out this man's Instagram. No doubt. For sure, for sure. So, yeah, so now that we got that all the way, I just want to thank the fans for hanging with us, thanking the listeners for hanging with us. Make sure that you follow us on O underscore Benchwarmers on Instagram. Instagram, Twitter. Uh, make sure that you are subscribed on Opinionated Benchwarmers on real, either platform that you like to listen to us at. Please excuse the thunder in the background. We're going through some bad weather. I don't know if y'all can hear it. I try to edit it out if I can't. <laughs> nah, it's it. all good, bro. You it's all good. Quality. You gotta know how our product. You know, we we, we deserve one episode where it's thunder in the background. <laughs> <laughs> right. But here we go. Let's get into it, man. I want to start it off like this. We got a lot of things to get into. Of course, it's our favorite time of the year. I think all of us on this platform, and speaking for AD2, love the NBA. We always talking about it. So we like this. You know, we had some good news happening, but I'm going to rock like this for a minute right quick. Everybody know what it is. One of the goats, you know, got inducted into Black Mama. Let that Wayne breathe at all times. Yes, Lord. Crossover good, I turn around jumper, I just drive the lane and dunk on dunkers. You know where it's going, it's going. All right, so I, I just have to do that. I ain't trying to get sued by YMCMB. Shout <laughs> right. out to those guys out there, man. But yes, the Kobe Bryant finally, the great Kobe Bean Bryant was inducted into the NBA Hall of Fame this past weekend. His beautiful wife accepted it on, on his behalf. Uh, the GOAT, Michael Jordan was the one that accepted the award on his behalf. A real big moment, a solemn moment, as we know that Kobe Bryant passed away over a year ago uh, in a tragic helicopter crash. But uh, just, uh, I guess we'll we'll talk about the class in general, because I don't want to disrespect the greats that was up there with him. But, you know, let's go ahead and start off with Kobe Bryant and just what he meant to the game and, you know, what this moment means to everybody. Yeah, man, I'll go ahead and jump in there, man. You know that uh, Kobe, you know, I know that I can speak for me and you, Rob, and speak for Los in his absence of Kobe being our favorite player, you know, that we grew up watching. You know, it was somebody that inspired us in so many different ways. You know, even when you in the classroom and, and you balling up the sheet of paper and you about to throw it in the trash can, you already know what you're saying. You're saying Kobe as you try to throw it into the trash can. And um, it's just, you know, somebody that that you can admire on so many different levels. But thinking about the reason that, you know, of course, he made it into the Hall of Fame of being one of the greatest talents that we've ever seen on the basketball court. I mean, his game speaks for itself, could do anything on the court, could take you to an into the post as a guard. We'll will dunk on you, will baptize you like he did Dwight Howard, you know, can shoot it from the three point <laughs> line. 
for a while even had the, the record for the most threes in the game, you know, until Steph and Clay came and broke that, you know, a while later. Top four. Top top four, you know, in uh in scoring all time, man. It just just such a complete basketball player and one that his will is second to none. You know, even MJ said no, that, that Kobe was probably the, the most mentally tough player that he's ever been around, probably even more mentally tough than him. And so hats off to him is something that he deserved. You know, he basically had two Hall of Fame careers when you break out what he did in eight and what he did in 24. So you Ooh. already know he had to make his way there. Five-time champ. We all know the accolades. I don't even have to go through all the accolades. We all know the accolades. And so hats off to him because it's something that's definitely well-deserved based upon the career and what he did day in and day out on the court. Kobe tough, son. Like, literally one of the toughest competitors you'll ever see pick up a basketball. Like, see, when I was growing up, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had to beef with Kobe because that was my cousin's favorite player. You know what I'm saying? So that was why I just couldn't be like, yeah. oh, I'm rocking with Kobe. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, like just some yeah. love about that. You know what I'm saying? But I always respect the dual game. But, you know, I got to say it, like, it hurt my heart. You know, shout out to the Hornets for trading Kobe Bryant. Like, <laughs> like are we serious right now? You know what I'm saying? Most people don't know that he wasn't really drafted by the Lakers. He was traded to the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, bro, like, just a student of the game, bro. Just like his mental capacity of the game is just ridiculous. Like when he started, you know, breaking down other players with the little detail stuff and everything, it just showed just like how he was as a player too. It's just cerebral, bro. And like a lot of people will have like the talent, you know what I'm saying, or the athleticism and this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have that mental capacity, mm -hmm. bro, like it's just not gonna work out for you. And when you wanna be great or be one of the greats or being mentioned like how he was mentioned and how he will always be mentioned like you just have to put in that work like he did and so i'll always respect dude definitely gone way too early because if we being real he was about to trans transcend the, the WNBA too, though. GG yeah. was about to come mm -hmm. and give work, son. Yeah. Like, just yeah, from yeah. what I've seen from her, you yeah. know what I'm saying? The way she was progressing in her game, like, she was going to be ridiculous. And then he was going to be with her every step of the way. And that was going to be big for the mm -hmm. WNBA too. Yep. Yeah. Well, AD, I'm glad you brought that up because I'll speak on that, on, on that aspect of it is that I think I had this discussion offline with Ramon. I think that one thing that the WNBA is missing is that MJ, is that Kobe, is that LeBron, just a, just a young player that has been, been highly recruited, had these high expectations at an extremely young age, and that was Gigi. You know, yeah. everybody was looking forward to what Gigi was going to do at UConn because we all know she was going to go to UConn. Everybody's looking forward to what she was going to do in the WNBA. And like you said, that turnaround jumper looked just like her father at mm -hmm. her age. At that young age, you know, her obsession with the game emulated Kobe's obsession. And Kobe's even quoted on No Smoke Podcast. Shout out to them guys, Matt Bournes and Steven Jackson over there. But Kobe even said in that interview that he wasn't really even in tune with the NBA until Gigi came to him and was like, Dad, go ahead and get NBA League pass. You know, I want to see all the games. And that's when they would bond over the game. And that's why mm -hmm. Kobe was at so many games that he was at is because Gigi was telling him, come over to these games. So right. I think that Gigi was – I think she was one of those those transcendent players that the WNBA really, really needed to get to that level 
Um, mm-hmm. Of course, they have a lot of talented ladies in this league, and I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, like Brianna Stewart to name name a few. Um, you know, uh, Erica Cam- Cambridge out of um, uh, for the Las Vegas Aces. Uh, yeah. Girl, no, you, Liz Cambage. Liz Cambage. Yeah. Liz, Cam- yeah. For the, for the, yeah, Liz. Yeah. Erica. And then the, yeah. the, you still the got Aces Sabrina INS uh, cool. girl. Are you talking about uh, Asia? Asia Wilson? Asia Wilson. Yes. Yeah, so, Asia Wilson, the, the truth. Yeah. The, the, Asia the, Wilson, the Aces got yeah. some smoke, bro. The Aces got some, some smoke. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, you know, not no disrespect to those girls because they do have talent there. And I think the game is taking another level. But I just, you know, I, I you know, I just hate that GG went too soon. But shout out to Kobe, my favorite player, uh, as it always. Rest in peace. Um, rest in peace to the other families that was a part of that tragic accident. Uh, rest in peace to those families. You know, um, our hearts go out to them still. I know that the, the pain that they probably are still experiencing there. Uh, shout out to uh, Kobe's wife, um, you know, Natalia and the rest of the family. And, you know, we, we, are, we you know, just sending them good vibes, good love out there. And uh, we hang in there. Kobe is where he belongs. And I, I'm sure that, you know, he's looking down and I'm sure that he is, is very happy at what he's accomplished um, there. So we'll move on from that. Uh, unfortunately, we have to move on from that. Just get into the other, uh, other, the other inductees in this, in this, uh, NBA Hall of Fame. I mean, let's talk about Kim Monkey. Was in that time joking. Shout out, man. shout out LSU, man. Yeah. Kevin yeah. Garnett. <laughs> the, the, Kevin Garnett and Tim Duncan were inducted, rightfully so. Some of the greatest big men that we have been privileged to see. Um, I grew up as a kid watching Kevin Garnett, and that 15 foot jumper is pure water. Uh, I think that a lot of his game can be seen. I think AD is is really yeah. like it's it's like the the mutation of a combination of Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett. You know, yeah, they exactly. really transcended the game as to what a forward can do. They changed the game, and I mean, Tim Duncan missed the fundamental. That bank shot was was just pure, just. You know, it was it was going in, yeah. And, and KG that fifteen footer was going in, but that defensive tenacity, uh, what they brought on on both sides of the floor, I mean, well deserved it. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you one hundred percent, and I think that this is one of the best Hall of Fame classes that we've seen, especially just having those three guys headlined it. And like you said, the thing about those three guys where they were all were two way players, like they both, all three of them played on both sides of the court. And, you know, when you look at Tim Duncan, you look at KG, honestly, that was the big debate for a lot of years coming up was who was the better power forward out of KG and Tim Duncan and seeing them go in together at the same time and seeing the mutual respect that they have, you know, for each other to this day, you know, it was just very uh, amazing to see. I think about, too, you know, what would the league have looked like if the deal went through in 2007 of KG and Kobe teaming up? You know, Mm. KG was supposed to be a Laker in 2007, and then they pulled out of the deal. And um, eventually, of course, he found his way over to the Celtics. But uh, I just think about all those kind of things like that. If those two guys had gotten together, but hats off to them, you know, some of the greatest that we've ever seen. Uh, Tim Duncan, you know, most people label him as the greatest power forward the game has ever seen. 
KG is right up there in that top five class of power force of all time. You know, he changed the game even from a high school perspective because Mm -hmm. we know that many years back you had your Moses Malones of the world and, and your guys that did it back in the day. But that new crop, that new school of you seeing those guys taking that leap, KG was really kind of that guy that set the foundation of that. And you saw Kobe follow him up. You saw Jermaine O'Neal come. You saw Tracy McGrady come. You eventually saw LeBron James come and follow that. And so I feel that KG was really kind of a cornerstone of getting that going and rolling again. So hats off to those guys as well. Yes, and KG, KG, a dog. Like, I always felt like his game wasn't appreciated enough. Like, he really could, He back in the day, he was switching all five on defense. Like, it didn't matter. Pick and roll, we could switch. I'm clamping, it don't matter. Like, get out of my way, I'm doing this. Like, and then when I was watching the, um, the documentary, a kid from Coney Island, uh, Stephon Mulberry, they was talking about KG on there. You know, they were good friends and whatnot. He used to always be at Steph's crib and this, this, and this. Yeah. And that's how Steph wind up ending up on the Timberwolves because KG wanted him there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He wanted his boy back with him and this, this, and this. But this this is an, an exceptional class, bro, because, like, these are definitely two of my top five power forwards of all time. I do have Timmy number mm-hmm. one. And then, you know, if I'm going to go through the rest of the list, I got Malone, Barkley, and then I have KG, and I'm gonna throw mm. Dirk in there. Oh you yeah, know what I'm saying yeah. yeah. So, Man, so that, 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 that would be hey, my top five. No love is this New Orleans bias right here? You no, this is not. No this is not. What, what AD hasn't done enough yet. Now, if he if his career continues on the plateau that is on right now, then you know he mm. could probably make his way in there. But I mean, what can, what has AD done? You know what I'm saying to unseat any of the people that I just named. I mean, all of them, as far as, like, scoring, defense, like, they have it all. Like, doesn't Kevin Garnett have an MVP? Kevin Garnett has a ring, you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, Dirk Dirk literally, literally carried the Mavs to a jump. That's the best playoff run, I think, maybe of all time, too. Like, it is. Ridiculous, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, though. Like, I hope, I hope it, Steph it, don't do that this season. We'll get there, but I don't know. Yeah. Do <laughs> Steph, Steph playing like he could be have that's a double yeah. type. That's, that's but, a man. Uh, but, right but, but we won't get into it too much. But one thing I will say about that Mavs squad, they were they did fill out well around. Dirk. It was a little bit more oh, complete squad than what complete than squad. what Steph got at this point, but we won't go into that too much. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. There's time. There's time. We got time. We got time. We got time. <laughs> so I'm gonna put y'all on the spot, man. Since AD brought it up, who's the better power forward? Who you taking, man? Tim Duncan or Kevin Garnett? Uh, all right, all right, all right, all right. You're gonna have to hit me out on this. You're gonna have to hit me out on this. You're gonna have to hit me out on this. All right, resume wise, it's obviously Tim Duncan. Like, resume, you got to take Tim. Me personally, I'm a KG guy. When it was, then when they went in their primes and it was the debate about who was better, I was always arguing KG. And maybe it was my dislike for the Spurs as well, because I hated the Spurs growing up. <laughs> but KG was my guy, and KG just fits more what I like. Like you said, that tenacity that KG had, that consistent, like just dog in him that you would see. Like, Tim Duncan had the dog, but it was like a reserve dog. Like, you didn't really uh-huh. see it come out. So, it's like, for Kawhi me. Leonard type dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, for me, I'm going to still have to say KG for just me is personally 
But Tim's overall resume is better than KG's overall resume. I feel literally the exact same way. Like Tim Duncan resume is it's ridiculous if we being honest. Like his resume is legit, son. But yeah. like just having that dog, like no, I need Kevin Garnett. Just vocally, mentally, just everything about him. Like I want KG on my squad. Like I feel like honestly, like there's really no wrong answer here if we being real. But yeah. like no KG, like I'm gonna leave the dude with the with the five X polos and stuff over there with the with the boring <laughs> bank shot. Like yeah, yeah he, could, he, he he could hold his own. You know what I'm saying? But literally, you know saying? literally, hey, his paint. You're literally watching paint dry give you 30, 10, and eight. Exactly. Hey, hey his wife like, changed. No w- he got thirty eight points. Hey, his new wife changed his whole swag though. We might have saw a different Timmy had he had, had that <laughs> new wife earlier. Ready, Timmy. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> hey man, look, I'm gonna go Tim Duncan here. I don't like Tim Duncan at all because I like Ramon. I'm sure a lot of reasons I didn't like him because I grew. I'm a Lakers fan. I've been a Lakers fan forever. So they were always our arch rival. They always was beating up on us. We get the better of them. Uh, the uh, uh, less less times they get the better of us. So I didn't like them. They were dominant in the early 2000s. They was winning the championship. Felt like every other year. Uh, but I mean, just what, just like I mentioned, his resume and what he accomplished on the floor, I cannot um, discount it. Uh, I mean, Kevin Garnett did have to make a super team, the first super team in NBA history oh, to win no, his no. first championship. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it alone. But. Yes, because uh, we ain't going to mention that that Timmy had Manu, who's going to be a Hall of Famer, and Tony Famer. Parker, who's going to be a Hall of Famer. They drafted all that talent, though. They yeah. drafted all that talent, though. Yeah, but we always give credit to the organizations when they, they draft them and bring them up, but we don't do that when, you know, players either get together or they make certain <laughs> trades. Like, talent hey, is my, talent, man. I'm going to tell you something, Ramon. My psyche has changed a lot since LeBron has been on been on the so I'm with you on that. But moving on, that's really good. Yeah. That's really good. So me and AD are united because we are both hardcore Saints fans. But now we are united. You haven't been on the podcast, AD, since LeBron has become a Laker, man. LeBron I have not. You've been in two years. So <laughs> for the first time in OB history, we got another Lakers fan technically on the podcast. Man, the like, I, can't, I can't let you do that. I can't let you do that. <laughs> I can't. I can't let you do that. I am a Pelicans fan because they are in the five o four at all times. Everything New Orleans will be reps. I am not a Lakers fan. I am a LeBron's fan. L A B R O N S. LeBron's fan. <laughs> he clarified. I'm joking for the listeners. He is a diehard LeBron fan. I think. I don't think I've had that many debates with you about LeBron, but I know I have with Duffy a lot. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think, you know, I respect it. Uh, AD has been a, a LeBron fan since he was probably in middle school. So um, respects to him, but I'm just glad that we got somebody that we are still aligned and we still want the same thing. And that's another championship, whether it's for LeBron or whether it's for my Lakers squad. So let's do this thing. So the yeah. playing games, we're recording this on Monday night. The playing games start on the 18th, which is tomorrow. So we're going to put this out for tomorrow to just get you prepped for those playing games. 
And yes, our Lakers are found themselves in the playoff game. How pissed on a scale of one to ten is LeBron that he's in the playoff game, maybe? <laughs> oh man, I mean you saw the comments he made, huh? Like, yeah, like to be yeah, honest, to be honest, like the the playing game thing, it was like fire last year for the bubble. You know what I'm saying? And so like I'm feeling like on the long along the lines of this year, the NBA and the way that they losing money and losing viewers, they trying to find anything, son. So like this playing game is actually a good idea for a revenue standpoint. And the other thing about it is that when they decided to do this, they did not think it was going to be teams like this that were going to be in the playing game. Like you really have the Warriors versus the Lakers, son. Like what? Like the NBA sitting up there jumping for joy. They don't care yeah. who made it. Like it like LeBron, whatever. Like you about to play. That's all we know. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, I agree with you 100 yeah. percent on that. Like uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm with it. Hey, oh, go ahead, go ahead, bro. Oh my bad. We oh no, 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 right now. Oh, yeah. Nah, you knew I was just about to say I agree with him on that. That the NBA got blessed more than they really thought they were gonna get out of it. It's like you have this play-in game and you get a Lakers and Warriors matchup. When you know those two fan bases, too, are going to be tuned into that, people want to see the LeBron and Steph dynamic. Like, they couldn't have got a better situation. You even, you know, we're not into that side yet, but even you got a, a premier name in the Celtics on the other side. It's like they got blessed with more than they could have ever expected, honestly, from the play-in. But, yeah, you can go ahead, Rob. You can go ahead. Here we go. Oh, yeah, my bad, man. I, I just wanted to kind of uh, come, not come back A.D., I just have so much respect for that man. But I just wanted to kind of get an aspect of, like, I think that, like I said on the last podcast, I don't know if you heard me, I think that it alleviates tanking just a tad bit. It does motivate those, those nine and ten spot teams. And I am all for eliminate, eliminating tanking in some type of capacity. Now, somebody would say, okay, look, this doesn't alleviate tanking because you look at the Pelicans, your Pelicans, Y'all basically tanked the last like five, six, seven games. Once y'all realized that I wasn't gonna make make it to make it to the playing game, so I do realize it. But there are teams like the Memphis Grizzlies that are stay stay a little motivated there. There are teams, uh, there are teams like the Blazers that are, are a talented squad, but it just seems to me that they are missing a piece that'll stay motivated to to make it to play. So. I do. I am a fan of that aspect of it. I mean, I think this is the the beginning of maybe the organization or the league figuring out how to eliminate tank. And I know that you won't be able to do it 100 percent, not even 80 percent. But if you're able to do it at least 70 percent, which I think this is probably doing a little 60, probably like a little less than 60 percent. I'm with it. So that's why I like to play in games, regardless of anything. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree with that aspect as well. And I, I like it from the standpoint, too, is that sometimes teams, you know, face injuries, obviously, throughout the course of the year. And you may have a team that was just injury riddled, but really should be a playoff team that's really kind of rolling and clicking at the end of the season. And so they still get an opportunity to say, OK, as long as I don't slide past that 10 seed, I still have a chance to be clicking at the end of the year and really get into the playoffs, you know, as opposed to a team that really might not be as good as them, but they just kind of remain healthy throughout the course of the year. So I think that you see that as well. Uh, but I, I think it, it always it gets interesting as well because you kind of got away from a little bit of tanking, but you saw also a little bit of ducking in the process of all these teams Ooh. trying to Ooh. jostle around and make sure they lose games in order to not see some 
particular team that's gonna be in the play in. Man, this oh, man we gonna get into it out of my mouth. Oh my oh, god. All right, we're gonna get to that too a little bit. We're still in within our time frame, but we gotta we gotta kind of compare we got into a lot of ish like topics in that situation. So I kind of want to bring uh some order to it. Um, first of all, we did discuss uh we do have the the final day. We recorded today just to make sure that nothing crazy happened. We were supposed to record last night, but here we are on a Monday evening. And we're recording, and we're glad we're recording. But I do want to get into these play-in matchups tomorrow. I don't know about y'all, but I started off like this. Will y'all be watching these play-in games? Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> the, the playoffs are here. Like, like, are you serious? <laughs> like, yeah. I need all that. Yeah. I need all that. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited as well. I, I feel like I'm not – for the next couple of months – by the way, just I want to plug this in. Opinion Bench Ones will be covering the NBA playoffs – all NBA playoffs, emergency podcasts, all of that. AD, gonna, I'm sure, you know, if he got time, he's going to join us again. Like, if anything big happen, we're going to be on it. So this is your place to get your NBA coverage. If you can, we're going to put out as much content as we can during this time. We're not going to have a life. We're going to devote it to the NBA playoffs. <laughs> NBA playoffs. <laughs> right, right. But these play-in games, guys, we got uh, the Memphis Grizzlies and the Spurs. Uh, they coming in at that ninth. 10, 10 spot in the Western Conference. Should I say, I should start out with the Eastern? Start Conference, out with right? East since they kick off first. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we start out with that 9 10 matchups with the Pacers and the Hornets. The Hornets got LaMelo Ball because he's super young and majestically was able to come back from a wrist injury. Was it a wrist injury or was it? Yeah. 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 He was able to come back from a wrist injury when they originally reported that he was out for the year. He's back. That's fun to me. I, Anytime I can watch LaMelo Ball play, I feel like it's it's a privilege. You know, he's very, very extremely fun to watch. Will it be enough to beat those Pacers with Sabonis, with Karis LeVert, who, Ramon, remember back in the bubble, I was like, man, this dude is special. If you give him his own team, I think that he can really go. You know, hopefully they can get Malcolm Brogdon back. Uh, I mean, if they can get Malcolm Brogdon back, I I think that that'll be a little bit too much for the Hornets. Even though I the Hornets are a talented team, they're extremely talented yeah. with Miles Bridges and you know Lamelo Washington Ball, over Terry there Rogier has found his stride. Yeah, PJ Washington, you know, but you know I, I just think that the Pacers with Sabonis, man, we don't talk about Sabonis enough. I think that he has that Jokic type game. Uh, he's really extremely effective on the floor as far as passing, rebounding, and scoring. Uh, but you know, I'm gonna go ahead and go with the Pacers in this. I think that the Pacers, if they had, if they're able to uh, just stay steady, even without uh, Malcolm Brogdon, I think they can win this one. Uh, uh, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with you on that one as well. I do uh, believe that the Pacers are gonna get this one. I'm secretly rooting for the Hornets. I like LaMelo Ball, man. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of his game. So I'm rooting for the Hornets to get it. But I do agree. I do feel that the Pacers are a better team. So I'm picking the Pacers, but I really hope I'm wrong, honestly. Yeah, no doubt. I'm definitely picking the Pacers. Like, the Hornets, they they fun, son. Like, they, they really turning into a fun team to watch. Like, they got some athletes out there. Yes, LaMelo yeah. came in and – May LeVar Ball, like, just, I mean, he's ecstatic. Like, he's just sitting up there like, boy, if Jello mm-hmm. get in the league, y'all really can't tell me Nathaniel. So, right. but look, LaMelo, he, 
And, bro, like, he is really advanced for his age. Like, everything that he did going overseas, all this and this, like, everything definitely helped to get him to where he is right now. And it looks like was LeVar was, was, was not an idiot at all. Like, he really did that. But mm. I still don't feel like Sabonis gets the love that he deserves. You know what I'm saying? And so, mm. in my mind, the Pacers have the best player in the, you know, in the matchup. So, yeah, I'm going to go with them. Yeah, man, I, I agree. I agree with you, man. Let, let, you know, let, we could we could move on from that. Uh, one thing I do want to say, I think that the Hornets, Michael Jordan, is finally getting it <laughs> after all of these years. Yeah, it seems like he's or getting, or getting lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Because Miles Bridges, that's another unspoken hero of that team. He does a lot for that team, and mm. um. He's, he's diverse, he's athletic, and I would love to see him in a dunk contest facing Zion. We'll see if that ever happens. No. Because it, it yeah. just seems like the best players don't want to compete anymore. I don't no. know what's up with that. But let's move on to that uh, seventh, eighth seed. I'm going to make this quick, man. I'm going I'm going Washington Wizards, man. Boston has been a mess. They've been struggling to get to the end of the season. I mean, it, it it's almost like they only made the playoffs because they are in the East. But they have a lot of injuries and this brings up another point and maybe we should spend time discussing this and i i've been going back and forth with i want to lead off by saying that jason tatum is one of my favorite players in the league but i think that he has another step to take as far as being that dominant cornerstone i think he's just shy of it we see it sometimes where he can go off for 50 points and lead a team but then you see some games where he disappear or take a night off I think that there's another level to take there. And I feel like because of that reason alone, I cannot take Boston in this series because, of course, um, Jalen Brown will not be playing in this game. So that was probably like their, their guy that they could probably rely on and to cover up Jason Tatum's inefficiencies or deficiencies. But I think that being that Jason Tatum, and I think he will get there next year. I think he will be there next year. And once he does that, Boston will be on another level. But I, I just can't get with Boston right now with Jason like that. Do y'all guys feel the same way about Jason? Yeah, yeah, I, I do feel that way about him as well. I feel like he does have to take, you know, another level, has to consistently have that dog in him, consistently have that killer um, and come and try to kill you every single night. Like, I believe he has to get that in him. The skill in the game is already really there. Um, and so that's mentality is really what's going to take him to the next level. And like you said, I think he'll get to that point. He still is a, a very young guy. You know, the joke has been forever about Jason Tatum being 19. You know, he's only 19. Uh, that's what people were saying over and over again about him. But uh, he he is going to get to that point. Um, you know, it's just going to take a little bit more time for him to get there. But, you know, uh, getting into the pick just really quickly. And then I know that AD will cover this as well. Uh, I'm with you as well. I'm taking the Wizards. I think they've been playing better basketball recently. Russ uh, has been on another level. He's been on a tear recently. And if Bradley Bill, if everything shapes up with that hamstring and he's good to go with that, then I'm taking them. But, you know, yeah, see what AD got to say about old Jason Tatum. Man, so... He got on the green head. He got on the green head. He might throw us off right here. Right. Well, if you would like to know what this hat is, this is actually a New Orleans jazz hat. Because, you know, everything okay. 504 will okay. be reps at all times. Swaggy. You know what I'm saying? Swaggy. So, Swaggy. yeah, just, just throwing that out there. But as far as, like, Jason Tatum, son, like, dude is young. 
what I'm saying? Like, he isn't in his prime yet, so he definitely can take that next step. Will he? I honestly don't know. Like, I feel like his game has definitely progressed, but I don't know. It's just something about him where I'm just like, will he be the next up? I mean, he's all-star material, but I just don't know if he's superstar material. And that's what it would take for the Celtics to get to the next level. They had success very early. So they've been there. They know what it is. They know, you know, what the playoff life is like and all that. So they honestly will probably spur out to, you know, get that early, but it is what it is. But now it's up to him to take it that to the next level. But at the same time with Brad Stevens, I honestly don't even feel like or even know if he can handle superstar players because, I mean, you know, you saw him and Kyrie ain't really click. So if Jason Tatum did take that next step and got to that next level, I don't know if him and Brad would be on the same page. But as far as this game goes, no Jalen Brown. Like, I don't think that they stand a chance because the person that is in his prime, Mr. Russell Westbrook, Oh my God, son, the level this man is on right now is real life ridiculous. Like he just took some G leaguers and put them on his back and like then carried them boys to where they need to go. Honestly, like Brad Bill, he he yeah. might as well just go and like sit down and let Russ handle this and then like, look, come back for the playoffs son, when you held it. Like I, I got you, I got you. But yeah, son, I'm, pick- I'm, not, I'm not picking against Russ right now, dog. This man is like, a man possessed, if we being honest. So, yeah, Wizards. Man, it's crazy because you do see the difference in in, in talent there. It's the leap. Like you mentioned Bradley Bill at some point was leading the league in scoring. So the talent is there. But then you look at Russell Westbrook, that man just special. That man just something different. Um, averaging a triple-double again this season. And, you know, he started off kind of slow with the Wizards and, and, and made himself an MVP candidate. At least he has to be mentioned in it. So, I mean, like you say, AD, he's playing possessed, and it's going to be fun watching him tomorrow night. Um, so, let's get it. I, I, we, we covered the Eastern playing games, but I don't think we told the listeners how the playing games work. So, uh, the playing games, for those that's listening or that's new to them, is that it's just, you know, basically they're trying to battle to get in the playoffs. You have the, the ninth and the tenth seed, which we mentioned in the East. So the ninth and tenth seed has to win twice to get into the playoffs. And then the seventh and eighth seed has to win, I think, once, right? Yeah. yeah. So the seventh that so like if the seventh seed and the eighth, if the seventh seed wins, then they're automatically in the playoffs for that eighth seed. The eighth seed that for also the has to play seed. the winner of the ninth yeah. and tenth seed. Yeah, for the seventh seed. So the ninth and tenth, uh, the winner will play the loser, the seventh and the eighth, and whoever wins that matchup will end up as the eighth seed in the playoffs, playing the first seed in the NBA playoffs. So we're moving on to the West here. We have the ninth and the tenth seed over here, the Memphis Grizzlies and the San Antonio Spurs, which is a very interesting matchup. React to that. Uh, I'll go ahead, man. I'm taking uh, Memphis in this game. And uh, Memphis is actually, once they got healthy as well, especially with Jaren Jackson Jr. coming in playing, um, they've really been playing at a different level. We know who John Morant is, man. John Morant is special. Uh, he's going – he is a franchise cornerstone, and he is going to be one of those guys who will be a superstar in this league 
And um, honestly, I just feel that that recently they've just been playing at another level. They've been playing there to me a more talented team than the Spurs. I know that Greg Popovich, you know, has all the experience from a coaching perspective. Uh, but ultimately, I think that talent will win out in this matchup. Uh, they were very close to actually being the eight seed. So I think that they'll win this nine ten matchup. That's who I'm taking. Ooh, that's how you feeling? Yeah. I mean, the Grizzlies, by far, in my opinion, have the better roster. Like, no doubt about it. They have the better roster. But I do feel like Pop and his experience will be the difference in the game. So I'm just going to take the Spurs. I honestly want the Grizzlies to win because the Spurs are just is super boring and you know DeMar DeRozan sucks but you know other than that like oh. <laughs> not <laughs> you know my boy saying? not on my boy like you know DeMar DeRozan sucks but yeah I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with, with Pop I ain't going with the Spurs I'm going with Pop let's put it like that but I, I would love to see the Grizzlies win just so I can see more John Morant play if we're being honest I'm gonna go. I'm with AD on this. I'm gonna go with the Spurs, the experience, the coaching. I think he'll put them in a great position. I think he'll take away what the Grizzlies like to do best. John Morant has been very ever since he came back from that knee injury very early in the season. He's not really been the same, John Morant, prior to that injury. So that's something to keep an eye on. He has been up and down as of late, but I think that if Pop can figure out how to slow him down, I think that they can. They have a chance and. DeMar DeRozan, I mean, a lot of playoff experience. And, you know, I know AD say he sucks. And I I, I, I I sort of agree with that sentiment. He's not as good as people say he was. But I do think that he offensively he can be a focal point. I'm not letting yeah. y'all slander DeMar like that, man. I'm not letting y'all slander DeMar like that, Come on, Ramon, man. He does LeBron not Tone. suck, man. LeBron he does Tone, not suck, man. <laughs> I'm not this letting y'all do it, man. Broom, the ultimate broom. Sweep yeah. him. Yeah, now I feel like he's not definitely not a superstar in the league or nothing like that, and, and really that fringe all-star, but he don't, nah, he don't nah, suck, man. forget him, man. He, he had an opportunity to come to the Lakers and he ain't going to bash us when he, when, when he don't go. Like, it's fake, bro. But anyway, I got, I got the Spurs here, man. I think I think uh, the more will will I think he will be a vocal point. And then you got Dejounte Murray. So wait, 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 wait. Roll that back. Roll that back. We just was saying that DeMar DeRozan sucked, that DeMar DeRozan trash. Now we're about to say part of the reasoning of the Spurs winning is DeMar DeRozan going to be able to be dependent on and be a focal well, point. They don't the have team. nobody else for mine. They don't have nobody else over there. Uh, call him out. Yeah. Call him out. <laughs> they don't have nobody else. I mean, who else they going to get a ball to? I'm just saying, man. You just call a man uh, trash. But Johnson, that's who's gonna be the focal point. Kelvin I'm just Johnson. saying, you just said the man trash. Now he about to come and put on the cape and carry them boys to a win. But I gave reasoning behind why I thought he was trash for bashing the Lakers, and okay. which I'm, I'm offended as a fellow Laker brotherhood that we have going on that you wasn't offended by that. I was offended <laughs> by that, but I'm still not about to say the man trash just because he didn't come there late. Bro. He's trash for that action. Okay. He's trash for that. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I got the Spurs here. So we're moving on to the most anticipated matchup. The Ooh. Lakers Alliance is here. We have a most anticipated matchup between the seven seed Lakers and the eighth seed Golden State Warriors. Stephen Curry has been on another level. It seems like he could close his eyes and just throw the ball up with one hand and it's gonna it's gonna find his way into the rim. 
This man is magical. He's the best shooter that we ever seen in our lives. Regardless of how we feel about the Golden State Warriors and Stephen Curry, which I don't particularly care for him that much, but I can respect this man. I love watching him play. Probably one of the most exciting talents in our league. This is going to be a great matchup. Just, uh, just talking about the history between LeBron when he was with the Cavs and the, the battles they used to have between Steph and the, the, the Cavaliers. Um, LeBron stole a ring from Steph, <laughs> if you remember, <laughs> with, the, with the Draymond Green suspension. Um, man, it's, it's, it's a very anticipated matchup. I'm looking forward to it. This will be on, when, this will be on Wednesday night. Yeah. Um, but guys, I mean, where, where we at with it, man? There's so many aspects that we could discuss of this matchup. I think this is the best playoff game, like Ramon mentioned, that the league and his fans were blessed with this type of matchup. Are we a little bit concerned about this matchup as as a Le- LeBron fan, NAD, and as Lakers fans with me and Ramon? Uh I think you have to be concerned, man. Anytime you take the the court against a guy like Steph, bro, like Steph is a guy that can come out and he can give you 50. You know, he can definitely easily give you 40. And when you have those type of performances and, you know, the supporting pieces aren't that great around. But if he can drop 40 to 50 and the other one's just giving you 10 to 12 or something, that gives you life and that gives you a chance in the game. And, you know, it's one of those things where the Lakers can't come in and take it you know, I, I know that they're not, not going to take it lightly, but they can't come in and just think, OK, we about to just get this done. You know, they had a game against Golden State earlier this year where the Lakers were in complete control of that game. And then Golden State just plugged at it, plugged at it, still plugged away at it. And then you looked up in the fourth quarter and Golden State went down from down 16 to, to winning that game. And so uh, anytime you have a guy like Steph Curry, he gives you a puncher's chance. And um, so there is a little bit of a worry and a little bit of concern there. I do feel that the Lakers, you know, with the size in the front court that the team has with the Lakers, I mean, being healthy and when they healthy, having probably the best roster in the league, I still ultimately favor the Lakers. But to answer your question, there is a little bit of concern there just because of who Steph Curry is. <sighs> so I'm, I'm, I'm so torn right now. So and I'm not torn because of like, do I think the Lakers will win or not? I definitely think the Lakers will win. Like, I, I feel like Golden State is like the smallest team in the league right now. Like, there will not be a rebound for them to have. Brian <laughs> right. will be putting Steph Curry in pick and roll the whole game. So, I mean, I honestly, I'm I'm not worried at all. Like in that aspect. Like, Steph can go for 50. I mean, we saw Dame go for 50, and, like, the Lakers still, you know, destroyed the Blazers. But the thing that I'm talking about, if we're being real, is that I kind of wanted the Lakers to get the eight seed to play the Jazz because I want the Suns to not have to play the Lakers. So if I'm sitting up here from that aspect, that's why I say I'm torn. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want the Suns to have to see the LeBrons in the first round. So, but as far as this game goes, I think Steph will, I mean, both of these teams, I want to say like the Lakers have won like five in a row and like yeah. the Warriors have won like six in a row. So both of them hot right now. Well, I can't say the Warriors hot. Steph is hot. Like Steph is on another level right now. You know what I'm saying he's doing his thing, Man. this, this, and this. But I feel like the the Lakers will like dominate 
defensively and with on the boards. And I don't think that the Warriors will be able to match that. When, when we see if we do when we do get, I'm gonna say when we do when we do get into the play in. I mean, get into the playoffs. When we have to see the Suns, you said you don't want the Lakers to see the Suns. No, he doesn't want the Suns to see Suns the Lakers. To see the Lakers. Yeah, yes, like, I don't want the Suns to see the Lakers. You want, I want the Suns? Okay. Yeah, I want because, CP. I want CP3 to advance. I right. don't care about the Jazz. I think the Jazz are high. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Suns have had one of the best seasons that they've had in a while. Yes, and then get rewarded yeah. with that by seeing the, the Lakers seeing in the, the first Lakers round. In the first round, exactly. Like so, CP3, Monty. Yeah. Like I mean, I'm with you. That, yes. So that's I'm not with you. That. I'm not <laughs> with you at all. Yeah, we was talking about this. Yeah, I'm not with you at all. Offline, yeah, Ramon. We was like, look. I, I, I was saying that I like I, I, I hate that they had this remarkable season and only to get put out by the Lakers. <laughs> yeah. And I don't feel any type of way about it. I just looked at this through Lakers glasses. So the Suns, you know, having that path of seeing the Suns and then potentially either seeing Denver or Portland and give one of them games just so he could be like, all right, like, y'all can stop talking all that nonsense. Like, I'm back. Like, you know, they just said he tweaked his ankle again in the Pels game. So, oh, what's going to happen if LeBron, you know, ain't healthy? Can can AD do this, this, and this? So, Brian probably going to come out and, you know what I'm saying, do his thing to silence people real quick. But, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I got the Lakers in this one, too, man. I got the Lakers in this one. I think one thing that we probably need to uh, clear up, though, is okay so we talked about the two matchups we talked about who we have in the seven and eight game we talked about who we have in the nine and ten game on both sides so basically Mm -hmm. what we've said is that we have the wizards grabbing that seven slot and we have the lakers on the other side grabbing the seven slot so with that eight slot and us saying that the celtics are going to lose and that they ultimately are going to face the pacers and we said mm-hmm. Golden State is going to lose and that they're ultimately – we have differences of opinions of who they'll face. But I'm going to ask you, in your matchup that you have – let's start off in the East. In your matchup that you have with Boston and Indiana facing off for that eighth spot, who do you have winning that? I'm going with the – I guess we could say so-called upset, and I'm taking the paces taking the paces over the Celtics. I think the Celtics are not going to be in the playoffs. I know that that's crazy, but I think this yeah. this Jalen Brown situation is about to be terrible for them, son. Yeah, I'm saying, like, I mean, Tatum, he could do his thing, you know what I'm saying, all is well, but I feel like they just need Jalen Brown. Like, some words I never thought I would be saying, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, I'm, I'm going with the paces, bro. Like, I'm – I'm just feeling like they about to get in. Now, mind you, I honestly don't feel like it matters yeah. <laughs> which one of them get the AC because yeah. Philly is going to punish either one of them. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Sabonis and the Pacers. Yeah. I'm going to take the opposite one on this on you. And I, I normally would go that route. I normally would think that that they wouldn't be able to get it done, uh, you know, with Jalen Brown going down. But I'm going to actually say that go against what we were saying earlier about Jason Tatum. I'm saying he rises Mm -hmm. to the occasion in this one and is able to will that team to a victory. Uh, Do I believe that it's the greatest odds of that happening? No, but I'm a, for some kind of reason, I just have a feeling that they still going to snag that eight seed. So, and, and that's not a bad feeling though. Cause like, if we keeping it real, like, you know, usually in a situation like this, I would go with the best player, 
on the court with a better coach. And that's literally, in my opinion, what the Celtics have in this right. scenario. You know what I'm saying? But it's just the fact that, like, like y'all was saying earlier, like, when Tatum show up, he show up. You know what I'm saying? Right. But then if they, or shall I say, since we both predicted it, when they lose this first game, in the second game, I'm going to be like, so is he going to mail it in? Or does he really want to be in the playoffs as an AC? You know what I'm right. saying? Right. So... At the end of the day, though, like, I feel like we're going to get good basketball either way. Right, right. So I guess we'll go ahead and hop over to the other side that we have that eighth seed that's sitting there. And we both, you know, say that the Warriors are going to be sitting there, um, you know, playing in that game. But, you know, we differ. You got the Spurs advancing. I got, you know, Memphis advancing. Uh, but for some some reason, I feel like we're going to agree anyway on who's going to get this AC, <laughs> which makes our pick pretty obvious. But I'm going to go ahead and let you kick it off on who you have grabbing that AC from that matchup. Man, we just saw this the other day. <laughs> we saw what happened when you told that man he had to beat these people to get the highest seed. So, yes, Steph Curry will come show up, show out. He about to give any and everybody that wanted that smoke. He is unconscious right now. The best shooter ever. Like, everybody that doubted him, he's like, yes, I'm back. I'm here. We in the playoffs like none of y'all thought. We lost Clay. We still here. We got Ubre. He got hurt. We still here. It's just me and Dre. We ride until the wheels fall off. Yeah. I'm with you, bro. I mean, I feel like you accurately said it. I don't even have much to add to that, bro. I just automat automatically believe if Steph is sitting there and the playoffs are on the line, you're not telling me that he not getting in. If he's sitting <laughs> there, him versus whether it's going to be Memphis, whether it's going to be the Spurs, I'm rocking with Steph Curry. I'm not even rocking with the Warriors. I'm rocking exactly. with Steph Curry. <laughs> That boy is going to get it done. If he got to drop 50, 60, if he got to break his own in-game three-point record, whatever he got to do, he going to get it done. And so I, I just can't see him being in a situation where that eight seed is up for grabs, that playoff berth is up for grabs, and he doesn't get it done. It is going to happen. No doubt. Like, it's, it's really scary what this man is doing right now, and it would be even more scarier what this team would be if Clay was here. Oh, my God. Like, that, it'll be a totally yeah. different scenario. Oh, oh, if uh, <laughs> if uh, if Clay was here, man, that'd be right there in the thick of things. If Clay was there in the Western Conference, you'll have, to me, as your top contenders, you have Golden State there, the Lakers there, the Clippers there, because I, I do believe in what Rondo is going to do for that team. I believe he Playoff Rondo. Them. Yeah, he gives them that missing link of, of what they need. And I feel like that would have been your top three teams. Denver, without having Murray there, I don't totally count it. I think that the Suns are still a little bit away. And uh, I also kind of feel that, that the Utah Jazz are a little bit away. And then also, too, with Donovan Mitchell's uncertainty, you know, exactly. as well. That's another thing to think about. So, like you said, they will be right there, you know, if, if if Clay was healthy. And I hope that for next season, Clay is healthy. I, I'm a big Clay Thompson fan as well. And to see him miss two years like that, like, I hated to see that. Yeah, it's, it's really crazy. I mean, you know, 
out of the deal, you got Wiseman. So, you know, you got a, you got younger, you got bigger, you got more athletic, this, this, and this. And I mean, yeah. they also lost him. So yeah, that's, a, right. that's another injury. That's so, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, son, like, like next year, I definitely hope that, that they had full capacity because the, the league needs it. Like we just need that that greatness of just shooting and scoring 60 off seven dribbles and, you know, just, (laughs) just the ridiculousness that that they used to do. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. So like we've already kind of shared, man, we got a lot to look forward to. We got a lot that's going to be coming from a playoff perspective. As Rob said, you know, we're going to be hitting you up, you know, emergency pie, getting you on here. I know the, the listeners like having you and listening to you. You know, we, of course, enjoy having you on here. You know, you a brother. Uh, you know, you nothing but family to the pod. So once again, we definitely appreciate you. Thank you for coming uh, and joining us for this episode of the podcast. I want to give you one more opportunity. I know you did it at the beginning, but want to give you another opportunity for you to plug your socials. Let them know where they can find you, bro. Let them know where they can find you. Just right quickly. Go on and plug yourself again. So, bro, before I do that, wow, I still got you here. The Clippers ducking the smoke. I, I have yeah. to say it. Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't yeah. not say it. They are ducking the smoke. 100. And, like, it's so disrespectful. They very inconsiderate. And I feel like that's just weak, son. Like, yeah. everything about it just week like i realized y'all always been the stepchilds of la but now y'all really acting like it you know what i mean yeah. like i don't know bro i just yeah. can't respect that i, I agree feel? with it to, to to lose to houston and okc and, at at the end of the season and the way that they lost the okc game because honestly they still could have won that and they really gave up honestly in that last minute of the game to let okc come and close it out there's no way that they should have lost that game. So they definitely ducking the smoke. They definitely ducking it. Yeah, bro. But yeah, I just I could not say that. You know what I'm saying? I had to I had to let that fly before before we did this thing. But yeah, so like I said, you can follow me on the ground, young Dizzle 504. You know what I'm saying? Meme game is strong. So like Rob said, if you need the laughs, this, this, and this, just come look at my story and I got y'all. But Appreciate y'all having me on as usual. You know what I'm saying? We definitely got to do it again soon for sure when it's yeah. fantasy time. You already know that got to pop up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you already know what's going down with that. Like like we said earlier for the listeners, AD been in our league for years. He know that we have one of the most competitive leagues out there. He's won a championship in our league. And, and that's an honor to say you won a championship in our league, honestly. So, <laughs> hey, hats off to you, bro. You know, we got a lot of respect for you, man. We've kicked people out of the league in, in years past and said, hey, you don't you don't cut it. So, you know, you, you know what we feel about you and think about you from a fantasy perspective. So definitely one of the best out there. And uh, we're we going to pretty much go ahead and wrap this one up. Uh, as usual, make sure that you're subscribing to the podcast. Um, our opinionated bench warmers, you know that you can find us on Apple Podcasts. You know, you can find us on Google Podcasts, on Stitcher. That's just naming a few. There's so many other outlets that you can find us. You know, just go and search us on your favorite one to find your podcast and you will find us there. Uh, make sure that you're giving us a follow on our socials uh, so you can find us at Twitter and on Instagram at O underscore bench warmers. That's once again at O underscore bench warmers on Twitter and Instagram. 
And also, too, if Facebook is your way that you like to, you know, interact <laughs> on social media, if that's still your your method, you can find us at the Opinionated Bench Warmers on Facebook as well. We have our, you know, everything that we drop there from rankings to, you know, different, you know, MVP discussions and different things like that to just keep you engaged. So definitely follow us on our socials, subscribe to the podcast. We definitely appreciate you, appreciate all the listeners, appreciate once again, AD for coming on and joining us. Make sure that you go and check him out. Um, and once again, man, shout out to my bros, man. Shout out to Rob, shout out to Los. In his absence, we holding it down for you, bro. Can't wait for you to come back. Can't wait for to have a podcast with Los and AD on there at <laughs> the same time. That's what I'm saying with Sam, Los, With Los and AD at the same time. But we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Uh, appreciate y'all, man. Y'all hold it down. We'll get with y'all later, man. Yes, Peace. sir.